0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Metcrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
1: Did y'all know that next month on September 10th, one of the most closely watched races of the 2018 midterms will finally come to a close? an election that will set the tone for many of the upcoming races in 2020. It's in North Carolina's ninth district between Democrat Dan McCready and Republican Dan Bishop. Dan McCready is a Marine Corps veteran and a small business owner, running on lowering healthcare costs, strengthening our public schools, and cutting taxes for the middle class. His opponent, Dan Bishop, who characterizes himself as the right Dan, is, well, I'll just let him tell you himself. I'm Dan Bishop.
0: There are two Dans in this election. I'm the right Dan He's the wrong Dan. I'm conservative Dan. Pro-life, pro-gun, pro-wall. The Dan who stands strong on principle. Wrong Dan, he'll fall right in line with his friends. Socialists, radicals, they hate the values that make America great. I'm Dan Bishop. I approve this message because I'm the right Dan. And wrong Dan won't stand up for you.
1: So why do voters even have to choose between the two Dan's? It's because in the 2018 midterms, a winner was never declared. And it's all because of an election consultant that committed fraud on behalf of the Republican candidate. Election officials in North Carolina unanimously voted not to certify the winner of the state's 9th district congressional election.
0: Now, uh, it is illegal in North
2: Carolina for someone to collect other people's absentee ballots But several voters' sworn statements describe people coming to their doors and urging them to hand over their absentee ballots, sometimes without filling them out. Yes, door to door. They're like Jehovah's I hope there aren't witnesses.
1: I'm Shaniqua McClendon, and you're listening to Rigging, North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. I grew up in Creedmoor, a small town north of Raleigh. I attended the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and I truly love my home state. Before coming on as Cricket's political director, I worked in D.C. for six and a half years. During that time, I had the privilege of working for Senator Kay Hagan and Congresswoman Alma Adams, who both represented North Carolina. Working for two North Carolina members, I saw firsthand the effects of gerrymandering. In 2010, when I began working on Capitol Hill, North Carolina's House delegation consisted of seven Democrats and six Republicans, But after the 2010 midterms, Republicans in North Carolina took control of both chambers of the state legislature for the first time in more than 100 years. They then redrew the maps that shifted the state's congressional makeup to 10 Republicans and just three Democrats. This means Democrats only hold 23 percent of the seats, even though they receive 50 percent of the vote. I'm telling you this because I want to paint a clear picture of the environment in which this cheating was able to thrive. Over the next four episodes, we're going to take you through the events that led to the upcoming September 10th election, the major players in the 2018 election, and the people who are at the forefront of the fight to protect voting rights in North Carolina.
2: I'm 26 years old. I cover local government for Charlotte, City, for Charlotte. I, you know, I cover scooter issues and shootings and, you know, whatever the local scandal is at City Hall. And here I am in the middle of a national story election fraud with CNN and MSNBC calling me every night to be on television. So it was very flattering and humbling, but it was extremely overwhelming.
1: This is Joe Bruno. He's a journalist who will be walking us through this entire scandal. He probably knows more about this story than any other journalist out there. He was on the ground in North Carolina's 9th District, knocking on doors and breaking this story last fall. So I'd just like to get started with one date, February 18th, 2019,
2: Republican Mark Harris takes the stand in the hearing on a voter fraud conspiracy in North Carolina's 9th congressional district. It's been more than three months since election day, but voters in North Carolina's 9th congressional
3: district still don't know who their congressman is.
1: Investigators found a coordinated,
2: unlawful absentee ballot scheme in last year's 9th congressional district voting.
1: The seat has remained vacant since January after allegations that a political operative paid for by the Republican
2: candidate harvested mail in ballots. Investigators will begin to unveil alleged ballot tampering evidence today in North Carolina's disputed congressional race. So after several months of investigating, that's when the North Carolina State Board of Elections officially held an evidentiary hearing to investigate the allegations of election fraud. Uh, National media, local media, dozens of subpoenaed witnesses descended upon Raleigh, North Carolina for the hearing. In the front of the room, you had Mark Harris and his wife. Uh, Mark Harris, of course, is the Republican whose campaign was under investigation. Then in the back of the room, you had McRae Dallas, the man who was the whole focus of this investigation. And
1: could you just walk us through what was the hearing about? Sure. So the hearing was about
2: uh, allegations of election fraud. The State Board of Elections had been investigating uh, improprieties regarding absentee ballots for several months at that point. The State Board of Elections voted that they could not certify the results of the election because there was too much uh, doubt. So the hearing's goal was to lay out all of the evidence, all of the journalistic reports that had been filed up until that point. And it was basically like a trial. People would take the stand and then uh, Mark Harris's attorneys would question the person on the stand. Dan McCready's attorneys would question the people on the stand and the state would question whoever the witness was at that point.
1: Could you just take us back to November 6th, 2018, the midterm elections, and walk us through what was going on in the country at that point?
2: Sure, I think a lot of the focus nationally was on whether Democrats would be able to take over the House. We kept hearing the blue wave, that phrase, it was discussed so often. So there were a couple dozen races that political observers were really closely paying attention to, you know, seats that appeared possible or likely to flip. One of those seats was the 9th Congressional District in North Carolina. Democrats believed they had a strong candidate in Dan McCready. He's a Marine and a moderate. And with a motivated electorate, they felt that they really could compete in the 9th District.
1: You know, what was going on on election night? How were Democrats feeling in North Carolina? So
2: there were 13 congressional seats up at that year. Just about all of them were expected to uh, go in the way that the districts were designed, 10 Republicans and three Democrats. But something was different about the ninth congressional district that year. A lot of people thought that Dan McCready would have a good chance to compete. So really, of all the 13, just that one district was being watched as a competitive race.
1: So what was so special about Dan McCready that made people pay attention to this race and actually think that he could win? And if you could also talk to us about Mark Harris and how he had gotten to the point that he was in the general election.
2: Dan McCready at this point was a political newcomer. Uh, He's a Marine. Uh, He owns a solar energy business. Politically, he is a moderate. Really, his motto was country over party. So that's what he was telling voters. That's what he would relate everything back to. When people asked what he would do, he said he would put country over party. As far as Mark Harris goes, he's a conservative Republican. He's the former pastor of the First Baptist Church of Charlotte, and he's really always been politically active. As I mentioned, Harris is very conservative. He's anti-abortion, anti-gay marriage. Best comparison I have would be to possibly Mike Huckabee or
1: Rick Santorum. What happened on election night? So election night, Mark Harris squeezed
2: by Dan McCready. It was razor thin. Harris finished ahead of McCready by 905 votes when all was said and done. McCready conceded. He didn't ask for a recount. He didn't protest the results. He just kept saying, you know, he left it all on the field. So he took his family to Disney World and Mark Harris went up to Washington. Of course, fast forward to the end of November, the bipartisan North Carolina State Board of Elections unanimously voted to not certify the results of the election. Why didn't they certify the results? Well, they didn't certify the results because they wanted to investigate claims of irregularities and fraudulent activities related to absentee by mail voting. So they were um, the the board members themselves were uh, received. The state board of elections was receiving complaints, some uh, some tips, if you will, about improprieties that were happening in the election. So the board of elections at that point. They were like, we need to look into this before we certify the results. We want to make sure that everything's OK. So they voted unanimously to not certify the results right away.
1: Could you walk us through what McCray-Dallas did to commit election fraud? The key thing to remember is in North Carolina, it is
2: illegal to collect absentee ballots. The North Carolina State Board of Elections says McCray-Dallas ran a coordinated, unlawful, and substantially resourced absentee ballot scheme.
1: OK. So I want to interject here with a little history on Leslie McRae Dallas. While everyone knows what he did in 2018, this is not Dallas' first time being accused of fraud. In 1991, Dallas and his wife Sandra were accused of taking out a life insurance policy on a deceased former employee. He was accused of forging the dead man's signature and dating it to days before his death in order to obtain the policy. Dallas served six months in jail for this fraud charge. Now let's fast forward to 2014. Dallas was in the middle of another election fraud scandal. This time he was hired to get Jim McVicker elected as Bladen County Sheriff. And then in 2016, in the 9th District Republican primary, well, I'll let Joe tell you what happened there.
2: They say Dallas paid people to falsify absentee ballot request forms, falsify witness certifications, and to pick up ballots. Remember the key there, picking up ballots, that's illegal in North Carolina. So McRae Dallas had this process where he would hire workers to go around and pick up absentee ballots from voters and not put them in the mail, but to bring them back to him. It really was an elaborate scheme that the State Board of Elections says Dallas took a lot of steps to cover his tracks, including taking small batches of ballots to the post office at a time, making sure the post office that the ballots were dropped off at were close to the voter. When they falsified witness signatures, the state says that uh, Dallas and his crew used the same color ink as witnesses, sometimes even going as far as tracing over other signatures. They even put stamps on the envelopes in a certain way to make sure that there wasn't a red flag. There's a political expert, Dr. Michael Bitzer of Catawba College. I work with him a lot. He analyzed the data and he found in Bladen County, 61% of the accepted absentee by mail ballots went Republican. The only county to do so.
1: We'll be right back after these messages.
2: Crooked Minis is brought to you by DoorDash. You love to cook, but you're not in
0: the mood to do the dishes tonight. Watch I'm your never favorite in the mood to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm never. With your favorite people and get it delivered with DoorDash. I, be honest, I don't mind dishes as much as I do other things <laughs> like general cleaning. Oh, I hate dishes. Maybe because it's smaller. I like putting them in the dishwasher. I don't like the big pots and pans that you really have to Mm -hmm. dig in to get all the shit out. You don't need any of that shit with DoorDash. They connect you to all your favorite restaurants in the city. Ordering is easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat, and your Dasher will bring it right to you, wherever you are. Not only is that burger place you love on DoorDash already, but over 310,000 other amazing restaurants are, too. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities in all 50 states across the United States and Canada. Order from your local go-to's or choose from your favorite chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, mm. and the Cheesecake Factory. They know their audience here. Mm-hmm. They really do. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you at DoorDash right now. Our listeners can get 5 bucks off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Minis. That's 5 bucks off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the app store and enter the promo code Crooked Minis again promo code Crooked Minis for five bucks off your first order from DoorDash Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches but there's only one McKrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour
1: Does that make sense to you that he would think he would be able to get away with that when he ran up the numbers so much I can easily
2: see how he thought that he could get away with it, because as outrageous as those numbers are, I mean, wait till you hear the other numbers. In the primary, Mark Harris received 96% of the absentee by mail ballots over the incumbent, Robert Pittenger. Wow. And the common denominator in all of those victories was McRae Dallas was working for the Victor campaign in Blaine County.
1: When I first heard this story, I thought that you know, someone had gone into a voting machine and, and changed some things, but then you start to understand that it's an absentee ballot scheme. Can you explain how absentee ballot voting works in North Carolina? And what made the system so susceptible to McRae-Dallas's scheme? Well, absentee
2: ballot voting in North Carolina is pretty relaxed. You don't need to have a specific reason to vote absentee by mail. If you don't want to go to the polls, you can request an absentee ballot and vote from your living room if you want to. McRae was using publicly available information. Um, North Carolina provides information on when ballots are sent out and when ballots are received. So someone who is knowledgeable of this process, they can track like, okay, they got their ballot. We can go to their door now and check on them and pick up their ballot.
1: I know you mentioned that the uh, State Board of Elections said that McCray-Dallas was substantially resourced. It was an elaborate scheme, and he went to great lengths to cover his tracks. You know, in that distinction between election fraud and voter fraud, can you kind of speak to who has power in each of those situations and the extent to which they can actually impact the outcome of an election?
2: with voter fraud, you have to go in and alter a bunch of different ballots in one way or another, or you have to pretend to be somebody else when you're voting, which did happen. The key for this was election fraud. This was one person manipulating the results of an election. So in a way, election fraud has a much worse impact than voter fraud. Both are major issues. But in this case, voters were the victim.
1: Do you think that some of the the people he hired thinking that they were actually doing good work do you think that's the extent of why they got involved i have no reason to believe anything other than that i think that at least
2: to the workers that i spoke to that they were sincere when they said that they thought everything they were doing was legal
1: so taking a step back to november of 2018 at this point what was the nature of mark harris and McRae dallas's relationship You know, when did they meet and did Mark Harris know what he was signing up for when he decided to use McRae Dallas as a consultant? So Mark Harris hired McRae Dallas to work
2: for him, but it wasn't directly through his campaign. A group called Red Dome, which was basically running the show for Mark Harris, they hired McRae Dallas as one of their workers. So Dallas wasn't being paid directly by Mark. He was being directly paid by Red Dome. Mark Harris was introduced to McRae Dallas by a judge. uh, Marion Warren was the judge's name. Uh, A couple weeks after the 2016 election, the judge gave Mark Harris a call and said, Listen, Mark, I wish I introduced you to McRae. Um, And he explained that McRae Dallas was this good old boy from Bladen County who ate, lived and slept and drank politics. And this is all coming out uh, during the evidentiary hearing. This is where we kind of learned of Mark Harris's relationship with McRae Dallas. Okay. This judge told Mark that Todd Johnson didn't beat you. McRae Dallas and his get out the vote program did in April 2017. When Mark Harris was getting ready to jump into the race for the 9th District again, Judge Marion Warren arranged a meeting between Mark Harris, McCray Dallas, and a bunch of other key players in Bladen County. They all got together in a county commissioner's furniture store. So they sat on the couches in the showroom. And Harris let them know that he was considering running for the 9th District, and he asked about the landscape, and he asked, what makes McRae Dallas so special? So McRae was there, and he explained uh, his Get Out the Vote program, and he said that um, it's labor-intensive and it's focused on hiring individuals, and it's a two-phase program where they get people to request a ballot, and the second phase is to go back to the voters and offer assistance. But the key here is Mark says that McRae told him that under no circumstances do you touch the ballot. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if the person's in a wheelchair, elderly, whatever, don't touch the ballot. So Mark Harris's standpoint here is when he was introduced to McRae Dallas, that he was told everything was legal, everything was OK, because they did not do that last part where they went out and picked up the ballots.
1: But he did say they went back to their homes afterward to just assist them. Correct, which is fine. That's legal as long as they don't harvest the ballot. While we were getting ready for this interview and reviewing the timeline of this story, we saw that a lot of things happened between November and January. Could you just take us through the highlights of that time? What was happening? And for you specifically, how was it to be in the midst of this and breaking the story on the ground?
2: Um it was very overwhelming. Uh, <laughs> I'm 26 years old. I oh, cover wow. local government for Charlotte City, uh, for Charlotte. I you know, I cover scooter issues yeah. and shootings and you know, whatever the local scandal is at City Hall. And here I am in the middle of a national story election fraud with CNN and MSNBC calling me every night to be on television. So it was very wow. flattering and humbling, but it was extremely overwhelming. So much happened though between November and when that hearing happened. Um, and then there were so many like little stories that happened in between the, the November and February when the hearing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia Shaw plant, she just left her job as the county state elections board director in Bladen County. Uh, she had planned to retire anyway, but Mm -hmm. she just took her retirement early. She didn't come back. Oh, wow. Um, She, like, used vacation days, so she didn't have to go into work. But, you know, you would think that if there's this massive scandal developing in your county that you would put off retirement, but that didn't happen in this case. So the Bladen County Board of Elections was kind of on fire at that point. The state Board of Elections disbanded. There's been a legal fight over the makeup of the state Board of Elections. So uh, it had to disband and new members had to be appointed to it. So they kind of had to get a grasp of what was going on here. And that Uh, was a completely separate thing that the previous board had been investigating. Of course, Mark Harris wasn't seated in Congress. So uh, one thing that Harris wanted was he wanted to be certified as the winner while the state investigated these results. He said, "Okay, do your investigation. Mm -hmm. But I still won. I should be seated and I need to serve in Congress. So he took the state board to court and a judge basically tossed out the case saying, (laughs) no, this is going to happen. The one last interesting thing that happened was I was at a Charlotte City Council meeting. I was covering either something about affordable housing or some other issue in Charlotte. And the Mecklenburg County Republican Party was having a meeting in the room across from the uh, upstairs room where council was having session. A reporter from another station saw um, that Mark Harris was there. So I went out there, and eventually the rest of the media went out there with me, and we all waited in the hallway for Mark Harris to come out of the room. Oh, wow. There's only one exit, at least is what I thought, out of the government center. So <laughs> I thought that he would have to walk by me and the rest of the media to leave the building. Well, Mark Harris found the fire exit. Oh, wow.
1: Did he and set Mark off the Harris,
2: alarm? He sounded the alarm. He went down the back <laughs> stairwell. There's a video I posted on Twitter. He went down the fire stairwell. The alarm is blaring. Oh, my He's goodness. sprinting across the street to avoid answering Our questions.
1: What was the reaction on the ground? How were North Carolinians reacting to everything? And, you know, what was the feel nationally? If you think about when this was breaking after Thanksgiving, so
2: there really wasn't a whole lot going on in D.C. And then they saw this happening in North Carolina. And, you know, they got very excited about it quickly. So I knew that the national media would be down to Bladen County relatively quickly, which is why I thought it was so important for Uh, me to get there Mm -hmm. as soon as possible so I could start doing those door knocks. From the local standpoint, you know, it's 2019, the internet exists, so of course there are some people that thought this was just a hit job, which could not be uh, any further from the truth. You know, one troll accused me of receiving solar panels from Dan McCready in favor of this investigation, and, you know, I didn't feed the trolls, but I felt like telling them that I lived in a condo for half of this race, so it was impossible for me to have solar panels, but um, for the most part, I will say, North Carolina are appreciative of the coverage.
1: There just seemed to be so many things that were just so blatant. Is it because Dallas got away with this so many times before that he felt confident that it would go through this time? And, you know, I think my real question here is, why did he get caught this time? You know, the State Board of Elections, they would have had to witness some of this in the past. So why now?
2: People realized what was happening and they spoke up and they got their message to the State Board of Elections. Before Election Day, the State Board did send out a flyer and tell people, hey, listen, it is a crime for somebody to pick up your absentee ballot. You have to personally put it in the mailbox. They set up a hotline and I think about 10 voters called that hotline to report issues. Your question was, did McRae Dallas think you could get away with this? I think McRae Dallas just had an incredible influence on people. People mm-hmm. trusted McRae so much so that during the evidentiary hearing, McRae Dallas, according to testimony, tried one last shot at influencing uh, the outcome of something. So Lisa Britt was on the stand, and she read a piece of paper that she says McRae Dallas gave her a couple and this of days is a step before the hearing, and the paper said. This is what you should say on the stand. Oh, wow. I can tell you that I haven't done anything wrong, and McRae has never told me to do anything wrong, and to my knowledge, he has never done anything wrong, but I am taking the Fifth Amendment because I don't have an attorney, and I feel like you will try to trip me up. That was McRae Dallas telling Lisa Britt to say that on the stand. And I think that in McRae Dallas's head, he thought he could convince Lisa, his stepdaughter, to go along with this. But Lisa did not.
1: We'll be right back.
2: Crooked Minis is brought
3: to you by HelloFresh. Oh, hello. Hello HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality. (laughs) Regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. It's pronounced kitchen. 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 <laughs> it's where you keep your LaCroix. Kitchen. You cook in the kitchen. Kitchen. We're from step-by-step receipts. From step-by-step receipts. <laughs> recipes. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measures ingredients. <laughs> As they say. Marianne Williamson over here. You'll have, you'll, oh, ha- yes. you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. <laughs> say goodbye to end this grocery store trips and take out food. Hellofresh has you covered. Break out of your dinner rut. Break out of your dinner rut. You'll say, "You'll say, girlfriend, you are so on to 17 seasonal chef-curated <laughs> recipes." And <you'll, laughs> there's something for everyone, except vaccines. From family recipes to calorie smart and vegetarian, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Craft Burger. Say no to wonkiness. Say yo to HelloFresh has more five-star recipes. <laughs> now I can't even say the word. Than <laughs> other meal kits, so you know you'll get something delicious. John, where there's a dark psychic force in my kitchen, there's a dark psychic force, uh, and it is stopping you from the extra meals in your weekly order, as well as yummy sides like garlic bread. And nothing stops a psychic force like cookie dough. <laughs> oh yeah, easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. We have to stop having policies <laughs> and start talking about $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Crooked Minis 80. Enter Crooked Minis 80. Again, $80 off your first month of HelloFresh. That's HelloFresh.com slash Crooked Minis 80. And enter Crooked Minis 80. Girlfriend, you are so... <laughs> and, a, and a bad. <laughs> Can't
1: wow. commit. it. We'll get into the details of the hearing later on in the series, but next week, we're taking a big picture look at some of the ways that Republicans in North Carolina have been rigging the game to disenfranchise voters for years. If you want to learn more about what's at stake in this election or how you can get involved, head over to votesaveamerica.com. And I know you probably already know this, but just a little reminder, this election and every election matters. Because democracy doesn't happen without our participation. Rigging North Carolina is produced by Elisa Gutierrez and Kara Hart. Our engineers this week were Kyle Seglin and Dan Hood. Daniel Carissimi is our editor. This is part of the Crooked Mini series, a production of Crooked Media.
0: Life is a highway.